0: were familiar to her that's not my problem quite the reverse i'm suffering if anything and if that's even the correct word to use in the circumstances from an excess of happiness the sudden smile that followed her assertion confirmed what she said its warmth and sense of joy seemed to jump-start the lamps dispatching the shadows that were starting to creep round the room as the daylight diminished. He was taken aback, unused to such pleasure in his working world, and it was almost with relief that he watched her settle back again. Back, he assumed, to a sort of contentment. He felt hypnotised by her presence, their roles reversed, and as he watched her and heard her voice, he thought it could almost be his own, and he found that he'd lost to his daydream, in a most unprofessional manner, the start of her confession. "'All in their best clothes and hats,' he heard her say. "'We'd been months preparing. I was twenty-five, then, when I married him.' Her voice was drifting over his head. "'So young, it seems now. But I felt quite old. I'd felt quite old for a long time.' And he told me later that the night before, and that morning, he'd been sick with love, that he'd thrown up from sheer joy. She stopped and smiled again, but this time a small contortion shaded its glow. She leant forward and spoke quietly, and for the first time since her arrival, he wondered if she was more disturbed than she appeared. Did he tell you? she asked him, as if he wasn't really there. Did he tell you that he was sick with joy the day he married me? 1984 Saturday, the 23rd of June Kensington, London James was standing outside the back door of St. Mary Abbots Church, and as he watched, entranced, a ring of exhalation from a cigarette hovered above Archie's thick brown hair. It was visible even in the sunshine, "'like a blessing on the day,' he thought. "'Today he would marry Amy Fielding, "'as he'd known he would from the second time he met her. "'His certainty had shocked him. "'His decisions in life were usually far more considered, "'and he had kept the knowledge to himself for some time. "'But James had known it, had never had a doubt, "'and now the day had arrived "'and two hundred people were coming to wish them well.' Archie ground his cigarette butt under his shiny black shoe and clapped James on the back. They looked around them, at the more or less empty square garden tucked away behind the noise of a major city through route. On the other side of the large parish building, the main entrance opened up onto the high street, where currently a series of taxis was pulling up, causing a jam as they emptied out their excited, overdressed passengers. James and Archie could hear the distant buzz where they stood behind the church, all quiet and green and white. A tramp snoozing on a bench, a neat pile of empty cans laid at his side next to a zipped-up bag, an effigy of illusory tranquillity. "'I might try that in a few years' time,' said Archie, who had a hangover and thought that the picture had its attractions. "'I don't think so,' said James, clutching his friend's shoulder." You'd never be so tidy. There was still just the faintest hint of bile at the back of James's throat as he breathed in deeply. He reached in his trousers for the packet of mints he'd pocketed just before he'd left the flat. He wasn't hung over, that was the odd thing. He'd insisted on staying in the previous night, just a couple of beers and a pizza, while he watched Archie drink a great deal more. But he'd still thrown up before he went to bed, then again this morning. It had happened before, once or twice, in anticipation of something he wanted badly and feared to lose, but he forced himself to forget it. It was just the smallest betrayal of whom he knew himself to be this morning. A very happy man. As Archie took the packet of mints from him, James thought that his friend seemed more nervous than he was. Archie pulled down the waistcoat, which kept riding up at the back under his long-tailed coat, and looked at his watch. They had a few brief minutes he flung himself on a memorial bench and looked up at james who was smiling as he stretched his hands folded behind his head archie was struck by how relaxed he seemed how different from the tense-faced grooms he had observed on similar occasions and he had a fleeting